Welcome to the world of Rex. This is Marvel A Rex. We are here to look at the week of December 19th to December 25th of 2022. It is almost the end of the year. Before we dive in, I want to say that I still have my holiday special up. And in fact, this week we're doing a special special. We're doing single readings for $100. That is half of my top rate. So it's 50% off. You can click the link in the show notes and just be like, hey, I want a reading. And you know what? They don't expire. So you can have them. You can have the reading any time of the year. I do recommend having them at the top of the year because we can look at 2023 together and really pinpoint in great detail where you are expanding, where there will be some potential challenges and how you can go into the year like a boss. I mean, that's what we're going to do during Capricorn season. Talk about going into the year like a boss. Speaking of Capricorn season, we that's that's it. This is where we're at. We move into Capricorn season in the middle of the week. So we're at the tail end of Sagittarius. Goodbye, my Sagittarians. This is your your party season is officially over. <laughs> not entirely, not entirely. But it is going to be a much more serious tone coming into this week. So you'll feel that shift about midweek. And then we're having a, a new moon in Capricorn on the 23rd. So you can certainly expect some very, uh, yeah, you can expect the tone shift profoundly by the 23rd when that moon kisses the sun and is like, let's go into the seriousness that is Capricorn season. And we're going to talk about the archetype of Capricorn. It's not just overly serious, but there is some, there's a tone shift for sure from Sagittarius to Capricorn. Okay. So definitely we're going to be shifting this week. So know that there's going to be a tone shift and then Jupiter is very, very active. So we're also going to talk about the planet of luck, abundance, expansion, go get them what I like to call Tigger energy going after, you know, very buoyantly after what you want. So there's going to be some major Jupiter energy. And uh, overall, you know, this is the time of the year because the Mars is still retrograde, right? We've still got this retrograde Mars until January 12th. This is really a time of the year. I've been telling all my clients to, you know, think about how you want to come into the year in 2023, but this isn't the time to be pushing yourself super, super hard. Capricorn's going to really start to focus on the like one year, five year plan, 10 year plan kind of a vibe. That's for sure. Starting in Capricorn season. But I'm going to say we're going to have Mercury going retrograde in Capricorn at the end of the month, at the end of December. So this is really this week is one week to have a little bit more clarified seed planting for your life. And then after that, it's like you're going to go back into some Mercury retrograde territory starting on the 29th. So there's going to be a lot of revisiting. I think the way I would say it, and they said this on the astrology podcast with um, Chris Brennan for the week of, or for the month of December, and I think it's very true. You may have a, a bunch of goals coming into 2023, but because of the planetary configurations right now, it's likely that in January you will reconfigure your goals. You will reassess your goals and you may think, oh, okay, my goals are the same. However, I have to reapproach them. I have to find new strategies. This is all the Mars in Gemini medicine for us is what are new ways to do things, new ways to approach my life in general, especially if you know where Gemini is in your chart. But, you know, basically day to day, what are you doing? Is it working? You know, how do you use especially technology and transportation, but in general, reassessing. 
So if you do have, you know, this would be, this is a really weird year to have New Year's resolutions, especially in December, because essentially, given the astrology, you, they may change. Your New Year's resolutions may change when new information comes in in January. So keep in mind, I think overall, a blanket statement to say for this moment is that things are definitely in flux. Things are definitely in flux. The time that I really like, and I'm going to talk about this in the year ahead, a big hour-long podcast that I'm going to do for 2023, I really do like spring of 2023, where, where there's just a lot more clarity available in terms of getting our goals popping off, rocket ship. But January especially is just still like detritus from December. It still feels kind of sloggy. Mars is waking up in in January. It's going to be like a, yeah, a lot of reassessment. Uh, The word I like is strategizing and uh, being flexible in your strategizing. That's the, the, the Gemini part is being really, really flexible in your strategizing. It, it, folks who really try to hold on to a singular way of doing something will really find a lot of challenge in January, uh, December as well, but January for sure. So again, this is just the lay of the land. I'm popping out a little bit to the macro, but going into this week, we've got definitely a tone shift happening. So we're starting the week off with this, the moon. The moon is moving towards a new moon very quickly, but we start with the moon in Scorpio on the south node, essentially. So the Monday starts off with kind of an intense energy. The moon in, in Scorpio is deep, deep feelings, feelings that often get crystallized and stuck. The moon is considered, you know, in her fall in Scorpio, not a great place for the moon to be, but it just means that we have to be thinking about how we share resources with others. Definitely financial stuff is on the table with the moon in Scorpio, especially since, you know, it's the holidays, people will be spending, etc. And just thinking about, you know, how after that Libra weekend, that Libra moon weekend, you know, which was just this last weekend coming in, you start Monday off with perhaps processing the depth of an emotional experience that happened over the weekend that maybe didn't seem like that big of a deal. And on Monday, it could feel like a lot more of a big deal. (laughs) That's what the moon in Scorpio does. Moon in Scorpio draws us down deep into the caverns of our being to really think, okay, how do I feel about this? And this is really intense. For that reason, the moon being on the south node, I wouldn't make any big emotional decisions on this day. I would just let yourself sink in. That's a really good phrase for the moon on the south node. Sink into the feelings. And also this is a great time to even let feelings go in a, like transmute them, release them in a way that isn't necessarily uh, the shadow side of Scorpio, which is manipulating, gaslighting, trying to rope someone into an emotional experience with you so that they can feel it with you. This is more just like, is there a neutral way to release some emotions at the top of the week? People may feel really trapped or stuck on this day. The moon making a contact to the South node is a challenging placement in general. It can be great for catharsis, but again, the shadow side of Scorpio is very strong. And it, <laughs> the moon is uh, answering to the Mars in, in Gemini retrograde when it's in Scorpio. And so uh, there's, there's a likelihood that perhaps people are changing their minds. There's just a little bit too diffusive of an energy on Monday to make clear emotional decisions. So I would be mindful of that. People can feel trapped on this day. It will pass. That's the beauty of a moon transit. She moves so quickly and she will pass. So keep that in mind. There's an intensity available on Monday. 
still lingering into Tuesday. We get a little respite on Wednesday, the 21st, when the moon moves into Sagittarius. We do have Jupiter also moving into Aries. And in fact, Jupiter moves into Aries on the 20th. So let's let's go back to Tuesday for a second. Tuesday's a big day. So if Monday feels weird or hard, the moon moves past the south node on Tuesday, the 20th, and is like, okay, whew, like we got past that gauntlet that was a little challenging or felt maybe depressing or maybe a power struggle, totally possible. On Tuesday, we have Aries. Aries gets, this is the Aries big kablooey that's going to come up in 2023. So this week, ah, I forgot to say this. This week is sort of a a harbinger or harbinger, harbinger, a harbinger. Yeah, there we go. I think I got it. I like to, you know, say words the way I like to say them. (laughs) But this is, this is a moment this week gives us a little bit of a sneak preview into the Aries, the Jupiter in Aries sojourn, which is now the 20th Tuesday of December, all the way until May of 2023. This is especially impactful for anyone who has sensitive points at zero to, well, all of the cardinal signs, basically. If you're, especially if you're an Aries, sun, moon, or rising, uh, a Libra, sun, moon, or rising, as well as Capricorn or Cancer, this is really, really big. Okay. This sojourn, this five month, six month, experience is going to be a lot. It's going to be big. So this starts on Tuesday. There is, and in fact, Jupiter's a big player in the new moon that happens on the 23rd, just a couple days later. So Jupiter is the king of the, he's the king of the week. It's really his week. However, I mean, Saturn rules Capricorn. So we got, we do definitely got some Saturnian energy and we'll talk about that. But Jupiter's waking up in a way that is really profound because at the tail end of Pisces, he was asking us all of December, Jupiter was saying, what's your dream? What's your dream? What's your dream? What's the big dream? What's the delusion? What's the like in just out of control, out of logic delusion that you're certain about that you really want the desire, right? Now that on Tuesday, Jupiter moves into Aries that fire gets lit. Like we, it lights up that sleepy, dreamy Jupiter turns into a warrior, like a boxer, a fighter, Rocky Balboa, you know, like, okay, I have the tiger. Like, here we go. So that happens on Tuesday and, and is very active until May of 2023. So what do I, what do I have to say about that? Tuesday's a big day. Tuesday's a big day in the sense of like, if you do any planetary magic, which means that you work with the archetypal energies of the planet on a daily basis or weekly or monthly basis, Tuesday is a great day to be like, to pump yourself up towards the dream that you've been dreaming about, especially at the tail end of 2022. The thing that you're like, oh, your logic is like, I don't know if that's possible. I don't know if that's possible. There is so much planetary magic this week, Tuesday, and then on the full moon coming or on the new moon coming up. Okay. That involved Jupiter and Jupiter is about making our dreams come true. Jupiter is the dream maker, right? So because he's the dream maker, he's entering the sign of the fighter, the warrior, Aries. This is a moment to be like, to really talk to Jupiter directly and be like, I'm ready to be a warrior for the thing that I want so badly. It is a self-centered energy. So I'm going to be very clear about that. This is a kind of every person for themselves kind of an energy, which is intense. We're going to talk about the new moon because there's some medicine there around the collective that I want to really like dial down into so that we're not just like selfishly pursuing our things because that never works. It never works. It's good to have selfishness. I talk to my clients about healthy selfishness. That's very, very powerful. But 
we need to balance it out because Jupiter in Aries, especially because Jupiter, the moment he moves into Aries, he's following Mars. Okay. Any planet that moves into Scorpio or Aries starts to follow that Mars retrograde. So danger, 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 because the danger is you, everyone starts to get really self-focused on their thing, but Mars hasn't stationed direct yet. He doesn't do that until January 12th so that you spend the first two, two weeks of the year going really hard in the wrong direction. That is a classic delineation of this energy. You go really hard for yourself, selfishly. You burn a bunch of bridges, and it's the and you shouldn't have even gone down the path that the bridges led to, right? And you can't turn back because you burned all the bridges, right? This is the example. The example of an out of control Jupiter and Aries is that you burn bridges for your own self congratulatory desires, and then you look back and you're like, oh, Mars re- Mars was retrograde and led me down the wrong path, or like, oh, I should not have done that. Shouldn't have gossiped. Shouldn't have done that thing. Shouldn't have burned the bridge. So. The first, my, my big caveat is that there's a ton of planetary magic for really dialing down into what you want going in all the way until May of 2023. Okay. Powerful. I love it. I love it. And also until January 12th, the signposts are not written in the language that you understand. That's the big thing. So if you know that you're like, oh, I'm in a, I don't know the language that this is written in. I have to go slowly. I have to proceed slowly which is, ironically, the antithesis of Jupiter and Aries, the antithesis. Jupiter and Aries wants to move very quickly and expand very quickly, okay? So we have to, we have to actually f- a little bit temper the urge for two weeks leading in. And then once that Jupiter goes, or sorry, once Mars goes direct, all the planets in Scorpio and Aries get freed up. They have more clarity. So keep dialing in on the dream. And the the planetary magic this week is especially on Tuesday and on the new moon on the 23rd. Those are two days to do planetary magic where you're like, where you're pumping yourself up, where you're listening to pump up jams that, that make you feel really good, make you feel like a warrior towards the thing you desire, that you desire singularly. And also, we'll talk about the new moon, is, is what I want. I talk to my clients about this all the time. Is what I want singularly beneficial to the collective? Because if it is beneficial to a cohort, if it is beneficial to the collective, to your community, to the people you care about, if it is beneficial and enriches their lives as well, then it is pure. It has the Jupiterian expansive pureness, right? It has that like uh, a great ex- uh, a great metaphor or uh, rather symbol or something we can grab onto that is related to Jupiter is Yoda, Yoda, little green guy. Yoda is a wonderful archetype for Jupiter. It's the wise teacher. And Jupiter and Aries is like a very sassy version of Yoda. But Yoda isn't just training Luke in the Force or training Jedis in the Force for his, you know, because of his own desire to be like a badass teacher, right? And he's not just bestowing the Force on Luke so that Luke can feel powerful. It's really so that Luke can save, like destroy the Death Star and save the planet, right? Save the planet, key phrase. So in terms of our own hero's journeys, which is very much Jupiter and Aries is like Frodo Baggins on the quest to the ring. Like that's the big hero's journey for Frodo. And it is his singular mission. He is the holder of the ring, right? It has to be for the collective, 
So whatever your journey, whatever your hero's journey is, there has to be a macro perspective. And that's going to really help this week when you're doing the planetary magic. So you're checking in with the micro and the macro, which balances everything out. Love it. What's the medicine for Aries? Libra. Balance. So that's what we're looking for this week. It is still a week to pump yourself up and be like, I'm a warrior. What do warriors do? What do the hero, what is the hero's journey, right? What is the hero's journey? We go to, uh, this is, um, the hero's journey is, uh, what's his name? I almost said Malcolm Gladwell. (laughs) Oh my gosh. My brain is still coming back from the flu. Everybody just letting you know, Joseph Campbell, right? So we have Joseph Campbell's hero's journey. It's a wonderful, uh, I think I've talked about it on the podcast before. It's a wonderful graphic to look at on Google images. It's really beautiful. There's 12 stages. He really lays it out. I love it. This is the beginning. This is the call to adventure moment with Jupiter entering Aries for each and every one of us in some aspect of our lives. If you know where Aries falls in your chart, this is super helpful and very clarifying. FYI. So that, and also get a reading with me. I can do a whole, we can do a giant deep dive on Jupiter and Aries. I've been doing that with all my clients and I love it. So this is the call to adventure moment. And the thing we need to know about that is that you have to, what do you do when you feel the call to adventure you have to step away from home. And home is metaphorical here in the sense of, well, literal and metaphorical, in the sense that you need to leave your comfort zone, which was definitely was shook up this year since November of 2021 with the North Node in Taurus conjoined Uranus. So everyone's sense of home and safety has been disrupted in some way, shape, or form. That could be your literal family members. It could be your little literal home, like you moved. It can also be that like, you know, issues of feeling rooted to the earth can be very challenging for a lot of people with Uranus there, disrupting a lot. So you've been tested already. You've been prepped. Actually, that's how this works. Like astrology is just one transit prepping you for the next transit there. They are like divinely interlinked. The more I study it, the more I'm like, oh, we had to feel uncomfortable at home. North node conjoined Uranus and Taurus. We had to feel uncomfortable at home so that when Aries, Jupiter moves into Aries and we're called to action, we're ready to leave the roost. We're ready to leave. Like we're like, oh yeah, I I outgrew that dynamic. I outgrew that behavior. I outgrew that relationship. And now I need something new. That is Jupiter and Aries call to adventure. So this is the week to get very clear on what your call to adventure is and to understand that you have to take risks this year all the way until May. And in fact, all the, I mean, really all the way through 2023, because the nodes are moving into Aries and Libra. The North node is moving into Aries and the North node is our giant magnetic destiny pull that says, you got to take risks and be a warrior in your life. Where is that? Where do you need to be a warrior in your life and take risks? This is the big moment. You know, like Rocky gets into the ring and every time you get into the ring, you're taking a huge risk of, of like, I mean, you can actually die boxing, right? Like, and that's pretty much anything. So we're being asked to step out of our home that has been disrupted or some sort of sense of foundation that has been disrupted and upgraded. That's what Uranus does at his best is he upgrades. And now it's like, okay, where do I need to really step up as a warrior in my life? And what is the thing that I'm thirsty for that I, I have to do in this lifetime, my hero's journey? Okay. And it is high stakes, but it's also like the Jupiter there is like, I'll catch, I'll catch you if you fall. That's the beauty of this wonderful period of time from December 20th to May is, is Jupiter will catch you. Like I'll say it this way. I say this to a lot of my clients right now. Fortune favors the bold. 
And that's what's happening right now. So fortune, I, don't, I just don't, I don't just mean monetary. I mean like being held by Jupiter's grace during this period of time of risk taking is very high. Like if you take a risk and you're like, Ooh, that, that didn't work. That didn't work out. But I learned a lot The I learned a lot part and feeling maybe buoyed or saved by something that's Jupiter and Jupiter really is he's Zeus and also is like kind of the, the, the good dad energy that I've talked about. There's a little bit of a godlike quality to Jupiter. That's like, don't worry, I got you. So having faith, taking a leap of faith in the call to action will benefit everybody this year until May. Okay. So that's the big cycle. And I'll be talking about it because it's going to be really exciting. It's going to very much benefit Aries and a lot of the fire signs. Sagittarius Leos will really be feeling uh, very supported by the risk-taking energy. But, you know, fire signs are already predisposed to taking risks. So this will be easy for them. And then for the other signs, air signs will have an easier time as well taking risks. The earth and the water signs are going to really have to like navigate this and get out of their comfort zones. Those are the two elements, water, sorry, yeah, water and earth that struggle to take risks. They want security. So everybody, this is going to be, so, you know, if you know you have a lot of water or earth in your chart, you're being asked to take some risks. Okay. And leave the little, I mean, like, you know, cancer rising over here, leave the, leave the crab shell, get a bigger shell. So that's going to be a scary journey and also totally worth it. Very supported with this new cycle. I will also say on a geeky note, Jupiter travels in 12 year cycles. So anytime you hear the number 12, when someone's like, oh, well, we were together for 12 years or, oh, I did this for 12 years. That person's talking about a Jupiter cycle. Anytime you hear 12 years, even six years, because that's a Jupiter opposition, but definitely 12 years, boom, you just know, oh, they must have some sort of strong Jupiter in their chart, or there was a Jupiter transit that really got them for 12 years. So we're starting over as of December 20th. We are starting over because that's the zero zero degree Aries point, world point, and Jupiter starts over the entire zodiac. Okay, this is a big deal. It just means that like you can bet, bet, bet anything on it that like whatever's happening now, especially after January 12th when Mars wakes up and is just much better of a leader for Jupiter. Whatever's happening now in your life is initiating a 12-year cycle. And so you can look back 12 years ago and that'll give you some great insights as to what was going on and that is resonating again now. And then 12 years from now, 12 years in the future, you will look back and be like, ah, I see some sort of arc that is of Jupiter themes. And Jupiter themes are expansion, faith, believing in God, higher uh, education, higher religion, traveling, uh, again, expansion of all kinds, expanding the mind, expanding the psyche, expanding the soul. Some people expand their body during Jupiter transit. So you can get really, you know, you can literally physically get bigger, whether that's muscle or not. Um, So anyway, there's the beginning of a Jupiter cycle here. Look at that Aries part of your chart. That will be very helpful. Okay. Wow. Talked a lot about Tuesday. It's a big day. Planetary magic. Highly recommend just really getting clear on what you need to be a warrior in with your life, right? Where, where do you need to be a warrior? Where do you need to listen to eye of the tiger and get really pumped up? That's the magic I would do. I would not necessarily start out on a bunch of goals, or if you are implementing strategies, be flexible with them until late January. Okay. So that's happening. We have, um, we do have the new moon coming in really quickly. 
Wednesday, the moon is still, the, the moon moves into Sagittarius on Wednesday, giving us actually some nice, it should be a lighter tone on Wednesday than Monday, Tuesday. Wednesday should be a little bit, I like the moon in Sag because it's a little bit like, you know what? All that feeling I was having about the moon in Scorpio, all the things that came up Monday, Tuesday, this is not that big of a deal. Or like, it's okay. There's hope. There's faith. You know, I'm going to do something fun for myself or fun with my friends and like, let it go. So that's the Sag moon kind of like letting the depth of that Scorpio integration, just let it kind of have some levity with it on Wednesday. And uh, people might not feel super motivated to do stuff on, we're coming into the holidays, right? So people are like, Ooh, Wednesday hump day. And it's like about to be Christmas. Like, I don't really want to do my work. It's not the most productive moon day, especially with the opposition to Mars. The moon is going to be making an opposition to Mars halfway through the day on Wednesday. And it's like, Hmm, you know, you may, again, this is the Mars journey that we're on. You may need to, you may change your mind around something. You know, maybe you felt something really deep on Monday, Tuesday with that moon in Scorpio. And then Wednesday comes around and you're like, Ooh, I got to change my mind around this or I got to try something new. There also can definitely be miscommunications on Wednesday. That's why I look at Wednesday as not the most productive day. It's more of like, can you do something that you find pleasurable, that is lighthearted, that has some levity to it for sure. Wednesday and Thursday both offer us moments of reconfiguration, thinking about how we're approaching things, new strategies. However, Thursday, we have the moon in square to Jupiter or not Jupiter to Neptune in Pisces. So again, Wednesday, Thursday, I do not love for clarifying conversations. They're more like dreamy, poetic, illogical behaviors and, and choices, right? So great time to be writing if you're doing creative writing, right? So like being in an imaginatory space, right? Imaginative space, rather, that's the word. And, uh, you know, traveling, adventure, things like that, that are easy, not, not requiring a ton of logistical planning. Logistical planning is not advised Wednesday, Thursday. So if people are traveling for the holidays, just know that things are going to be wacky, wonky, wonky, wonky. I traveled on a few, uh, recently I traveled on a few days where the moon was squaring Neptune or opposing Neptune. Actually, I traveled on the, the Virgo moon days when the moon was being beamed at by Neptune and it was bizarro. There were a few things that happened where I was like, oh, I'm glad I gave myself extra time to do all this because I'm sitting on the we're taxing on the runway for a half an hour, you know? So that would, that's what I recommend. If you are traveling Wednesday, Thursday, it's just give yourself extra time and go with the flow. This is so go with the flow energy, especially on Thursday with that square to Neptune. Okay. And that's prepping us for lovely, lovely, ding, 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 the new moon on Friday, the 23rd of December. I love this new moon. I really do. I really love this new moon. It is not eclipse season. It is a new, I mean, look, the moon is not at its happiest in Capricorn. It's kind of a somber place for the moon. However, if you work again, talking about planetary magic, if you work with the tone of this moon, it is, this is wow, workhorse. This is a powerful new moon to work with. So you can start prepping your dream, your desire, your you know, Rocky Balboa level, you know, fighting scene uh, for, for whatever dream you have that you've been dreaming about, the desire that you really have in your life. And then Friday, 
is this beautiful, like, again, Gemini doubles. Mars is in Gemini. We're doing things twice. So you do the first little bit of magic on Tuesday, and then the second big moment of planetary magic happens on Friday with this new moon. And this is about planting seeds. New moons are not about, like, implementing the plan and watching it roll out. It's, I mean, that can happen, but it's, the moon is what's called in the dark. It's like, it's very, it's, it's not, it doesn't have any light yet. It's not reflecting any light yet. So there's not a ton of energy available, but what do you do? You plant a seed in the dark, in the dirt, right? It's dark down there. There's no sun hitting that, that seed. So this is the seed planting moment. And the tone of this moon is serious and it's about getting shit done building the castle brick by brick that brick by brick that is Capricorn so this new moon gives brand new beginnings in the Capricorn house of your chart so if you know where that is that is very helpful for this moment and then Jupiter the reason that planetary magic is happening twice this week is that Jupiter is exactly square this new moon square is the nature of Mars it's a 90 degree angle and what is the nature who's the nature of Mars Aries Aries is ruled by the ram. I mean, Aries is the ram. It's ruled by Mars, right? So this, this Jupiter and Aries is extra receptive to a square because it's like, that's my language. So this, this new moon is speaking to Jupiter and Aries in a language that he understands. This is powerful. I'm getting goosebumps. This is powerful. So if you know where the Aries and Capricorn parts of your chart are in, the, in your whole sign house, that's very helpful. Also in the Placidus chart. This will help you know where there is a lot of fire and gusto from Jupiter towards your Capricornian plans, planning, right? Strategy. There's a Capricorn's all about plans. It's a it's any any Capricorn you know essentially has like a five and ten year plan or has like a very strong rote sense of like this is how I live my life. And I don't really want to change it unless it's me being ambitious. Unless I have an ambition, then I will integrate the ambition into my plan. Otherwise, I'm going to just climb up the mountain like a goddamn sea goat. I'm going to climb up that mountain with just my two front paws. That's all I need. So Capricorns are, you know, the CEOs of the Zodiac, hardcore. This is where the energy really shifts from Sagittarius, which is <laughs> Sagittarius are the dreamers. They're like here or there. They're traveling. They're the vagabonds, the bachelors. They're having fun. And then all of a sudden, boom, it's a reality check during Capricorn season. But this new moon is giving us a very fiery, charged, energized reality check. So there's an, and because Jupiter is so, Jupiter is a salve or a balm for Saturn and Saturn rules Capricorn. So what you start to, when I say reality check, I am talking the language of Saturn. Anytime the sun enters Capricorn every year, we start to feel Saturnian themes in our lives, our relationship to authority, our relationship to our father, father figures, patriarchal figures. We start to feel our responsibilities. We start to feel okay, what is my relationship to my own life and career ambitions? This is a big Capricorn theme. Like, what are your ambitions? What do you want to, what's the mark you want to leave? What's the legacy you want to leave on this planet? This is all Capricorn, all Saturn. It all requires a lot of hard work, which is why Sagittarius is such a funny prep because everyone's having fun. Everyone's socializing. Sagittarius is ruled by Jupiter. It's all about like just going overboard, having a great time, being dreamy, not being logical, telling stories that may or may not be true. And then boom, Capricorn's like, what's the truth? I need to see it. And we're going to work hard to get to this level of success. 
that that Capricorn wants in some area of your life. So the new moon is is very supercharged by Jupiter, and there's a good luck element because Jupiter's present and he's direct, okay? So there's a really good luck energy. He is, again, I'm going to say it one more time, he is, Jupiter is answering to a, basically a drunken Mars, right? Mars is not in his right mind, or Mars is, Mars is like a computer that's going through an upgrade currently, and will be upgraded by January 12th, moving onward. But until January 12th, this moon is still, this Jupiter during this new moon is answering to a wacky, weird Mars, which means we will be reassessing our approach to our uh, call to adventure, like I said earlier. So, however, you can still work with the tone of this moon, which is slow, steady, up the mountain. Goals. What's the baby steps? Capricorn's all about like, Capricorn's like, look, I don't care if I have to spend 18 hours going over the fine print here to figure out how to open my own business. Capricorn will do it. Capricorn will sit down for all of those hours and like, get it done. Get it done. So, Start with baby steps, maybe at the end of the week. It is going into the holidays for a lot of folks, so a lot of people are taking the next week off, which is great. Take some time. I know I know it's Friday leading into the holiday moment, right? But take some time to be... It's not the time to, again, roll out all of the plans, but it's time to be like, huh, what is the first step towards this thing that I really, really want, Jupiter and Aries, that I want? What's the first step? And you don't have to do the first step, but write it down and then be like, cool, I'm going to start implementing this in January. And again, you don't have to necessarily start with any of the actions and behaviors until January 12th onward. So there's a, there is some time to just get really clear on what is going to be required of you to leave your home, your safe place and take the call to adventure. That's the thing. Like the next two weeks offer us some rest and respite to figure out to to get quiet in our mind right which is hard with mars and gemini making everyone's minds feel like bubbles bubbles in the wind um (laughs) take some time to get clear on what is my call to adventure where do i need to be brave and take risks in my life to change it because i know it needs to change and i know i want more capricorn ambition I, i have ambition towards something bigger what are some of the steps and things that i can try out that are maybe new for me, and I can start implementing them January 12th onward. And the vibe changes on Saturday the 24th a little bit in the sense that the moon starts gaining in light, right? So it's waxing. It will conjoin Mercury and Venus in Capricorn, and then it's going to conjoin Pluto. So we're in a Capricorn party right now where actually the sky is forming a Capricorn stellium, which means there are three or more planets in the sign, one sign, one constellation. And so everybody starts answering to Saturn. So the tone is, that's why I keep saying the tone is going to shift from Sagittarius season and is going to start get to get really Capricorn, really Saturnian, which is what am I doing with my time? Am I going after my life goals? Am I really doing my shit? Am I being a boss daddy in my own life? These are all the questions, okay? Big questions. They can be overwhelming slash a little bit depressing of questions, right? The way to work with them is baby steps, like I said, with that new moon. And Saturday just is like, well, Saturday's interesting. Saturday's a prep for the Mercury retrograde, okay? So pay attention, pay very, very close attention Saturday, Sunday, what relationship dynamics come up? 
what work or boss or career ambition questions, conversations come up, pay attention, apply consciousness to the realm of Capricorn. If you know where it is in your chart, let's say it's in your fifth house, you would be a, uh, you'd be a Virgo rising with the fifth house in Capricorn. It's, this is fifth houses, creative projects, children, pregnancy, and like Romeo Juliet style lovers, one night stands and gambling. Okay. These are all the fifth house themes, right? Pregnancy even, you know, someone could, if someone was trying to get pregnant, this is a great new moon to make that happen with Jupiter there being like, let's do it. There's a lot of fire up in this, up in this endeavor. So, right. But right. All those things, if you're a Virgo rising, pay attention during the weekend, Saturday, Sunday, what conversations are you having around the fifth house matters, around the potential pregnancy, around the creative project, around, you know, themes of, of taking risks, gambling, et cetera, uh, pl- pursuing pleasure, all fifth house themes, right? If you're a Capricorn rising, this is a new moon in your first house. So like the, over the weekend, like pay attention to your body, pay attention to your body, pay attention to what's going on with your health. And also pay attention to like in, in intimate and intense dynamics with you and perhaps another person, right? I'm not going to go through everybody here, but you get the point. If you know where Capricorn is in your chart, you know where there is a, a new beginning on Friday. And then the weekend is giving you hints around the Mercury retrograde that's about to happen in Capricorn. So the, the hints are important. And because Pluto is such a big player coming up over the next couple of weeks, Pluto's, we have to pay attention to him. And he, oh, you need to pay attention to Pluto. When he asks for your attention, it's the Lord of the Underworld. Lord of the Underworld's like, look, I'm a very strong archetypal force. And if you ignore me, I will create a monster in your life. (laughs) I'm saying it bluntly because I've had many Pluto transits and they are super gnarly and also deeply transformative and alchemical on the other side. But the only way out is through with Pluto. So Whatever sort of uncomfortable stuff comes up over the next couple of weeks in all Pluto themes, right? What's Pluto? Pluto is money, resources, power, control, addictions, and third-party scenarios like th- triangles, triangulations, big under Pluto, right? So like that could be someone having an affair or it could be as simple as like two, partner, uh, two partners, three partners in a polyamorous situation or... In a monetary situation or a family situation, you get wedged in between two people. So just be mindful of all these dynamics, right? On a more base level, it's just like what is happening with you in regards to an authority, right? Some sort of governmental body or some sort of authoritative body that's like, you can't do this, or maybe you can do this, but you have to follow my rules, which is Capricorn. Capricorn's like, these are the rules. These are the rules. And that doesn't work so well for any of the other signs, except for perhaps Taurus and Capricorn. Taurus and Capricorn are like, we like the rules. (laughs) Every other sign is like, "Um, uh, can we, no, uh, can we do it this way? Can we do it another way? Can we please do it another way? With Saturn and Aquarius, my advice here is over the week, uh, weekend, especially my advice is to be very, very clear on who is your community? Who are your friends? The The phrase, it takes a village, is super important, right? So the phrase, it takes a village, that is the thing to meditate on. Do you need to phone a friend for help, right? In any endeavor that happens over the next couple of weeks during that uh, retrograde, Mercury retrograde in Capricorn, uh, hanging out with Pluto, kind of scary. So when dealing with matters of Pluto, especially, we need help. We need 
friends. We need a cohort. So make sure that your dream is towards is even though it's your singular Jupiter and Aries dream, make sure that it is engaged in a community endeavor or with a team of people, right? And then because you're building a team through your dream, right? You're you're building community and a sense of cohesiveness with others through your desire, through your singular desire. Then when you need help, which would come up right around now during that really intense Capricorn stellium with Pluto there, you can ask for help because you've been building relationships, right? You have people to count on. You have a community to hold you up when you don't feel strong. And especially since we're being asked to be a warrior in some area of our lives and go on our call to adventure, we need helpers. That's a big part. If you look at the 12 steps of the hero's journey, Abraham Maslow, not me, I keep wanting to say Abraham Maslow. Ah, Joseph Campbell. Joseph Campbell says like there are helpers. You can see it in the little 12 steps. There's helpers that show up that are like, I got you. Don't worry. I got you. You're going on the right path. So we need that. We need to cultivate that. This is why community is so important. We are entering the age of Aquarius. I have talked about this. It's a little contested as to when, and I don't really care when. As an Aquarius stellium, I don't care when we enter. The th- it doesn't matter. This <laughs> Capricorn's like, what time? And I'm like, I don't care. I'm an Aquarius. It doesn't matter what time we're entering the age of Aquarius. We have, since 2020, December of 2020, we had Jupiter and Saturn conjoined at zero degrees of Aquarius. That was a beautiful beginning in terms of how are you helping build a better world and a better collective humanity? How are you involving and creating intimacy between more than one person outside of like late capitalist nuclear family isolation zone, right? We're being asked to radically open up our sense of community and connect with all sorts of humans, the singular within the plural. Okay. This is glissant. If you want to know, read, read up on glissant. If you want to know more about the Aquarius age, I love, and, uh, yeah, that's the week. That is the week. So I hope that was really helpful and take very good care. You're going to start to feel more and more of an invigorating energy as we get through to January where there is going to be a beautiful chunk of 2023 where all the planets are direct. A lot of them are in fire signs. It's going to be a nice rocket ship fuel energy coming up. So get prepared. This is the Capricorn season to like start, you know, figuring out your plan, start planning, start taking baby steps and do your due diligence. This is very Saturn. Do your due diligence, especially with Mars retrograde right now. Double check everything, triple check everything. Make sure you're moving slowly and with intention and you'll do just fine. In fact, I believe in you. Okay, so I am doing end of the year readings or beginning of next year readings, rather. 2023, year ahead, go in like a boss readings. You can reach out to me. They are currently on sale for 100 bucks a reading. It is completely worth all of that because I give you so much to work with over the year. And all of my clients, you know, most of them, I won't say all, but most of them love me. They love the living bejesus out of me. So I want to love up on you. Would love to connect with you. You can check the link in my show notes for more information. And uh, good luck, everybody. You've got this. This is a great week to work with. Take some time on that new moon to do some magic. And uh, I'll talk to you next week on The World of Rex. We'll have a guest next week. Woohoo! All right. Take care, everybody. Lots of love.